0: Welcome to Service Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our service accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Welcome to this episode of Service Accommodation Secrets. Thanks very much for joining me. This week it's A big update on systemizing our service accommodation business, as we've been through quite a few points about how to systemize and what might be stopping you, or at least how to get started systemizing, but... It's not something that comes naturally to me. I tend to leave a trail of devastation behind me having started doing something. And I think that's the same for quite a lot of people who just want to get going with the business. You know the structure of what you need to do. So with service accommodation, there are quite a lot of parts to it. So you've got the whole guest experience. How do you put that together? And, you know, you need to have everything in place, but you haven't necessarily got a process for each step and you haven't got a handbook written up for somebody to work from exactly so that you can step away completely. And if you're very systems oriented, you might set that up in the very beginning, especially if you have a a limited amount of time, you might do other work, have another business or have a job. So that can actually help you leverage yourself to be systemized in the very beginning. But largely, I think people who decide to self-manage service accommodation, operate their own SA business, tend to get the operations written up after they've started. And that's fine. But what I'm going to do here is give you an update on where we've got to with our systemization and share five tips on how to help you get going with this and and continue with your systemization and the benefits of that. So in the community, lots of you did ask me about systemization. So I thought this would be a really good topic to go into again. But the main key fact of this is that unless you systemize, you're always going to have a job. And the idea of starting a business is so that you don't have a job. You know, you have people working for you, you have a service or product you offer. So with service accommodation, it's a service. But if you don't let go of everything that goes on day to day, you will have a more than full time job, you know, because it's open 24 seven 7 so unless you actually get your business processes down and get somebody else doing each step for you or you know other people doing each step for you, then you're always going to be working in that business instead of on it. And that's really important. So I'll go back into that. But the second thing is that because it's not an area of expertise for me to write up systems and go into processes and find out exactly how to do it although I get the concept and I've got a basic process in place I have a VA in the UK who does messaging for us what I suggest is find somebody who's doing this successfully and especially in service accommodation and Leverage them so don't reinvent the wheel, don't start from scratch. Actually, learn how to do it you know, be mentored and have a mastermind group, learn from each other. But you know, just work with other people or learn from them to do it. Because if they're successful and they can take time out of their business, that's what you want. So, you don't have to originate the whole thing yourself. So the next thing is that if you have VAs you're going to take on, whether it's in the UK or overseas, so a virtual assistant, or if you have family members that work with you, which you may do, it's really good to think about what works for them in terms of working for you, because people don't work for you, as um, Rob Moore was saying. Discussing at one of the PPNs recently, they actually work for themselves and the work they do for you has to work for them. So that's a really interesting point to ponder and how to build a really good relationship. So I'm learning about that and I'm really looking forward to doing more of that. So I'll share that too. And the brilliant thing is, as well, you'll be able to focus on doing more of what you love. So for me personally, I really like the setting up. I love putting art in there. So I do paintings because I'm an artist as well. So I rent my art to our essay units. I love doing that. I really love going to meet potential clients and you know, getting new business is good. I like business networking so your income generating tasks as well are going to be more successful if they're the things you like doing so I like doing all those things they generate income and so my whole idea of setting up the apartments the whole vision is the thing that I like but the daily activities daily operations and the admin not so much my thing. Now, if they are your thing, then great. You can work with your team to do superb admin systems and you might outsource the setup. You might get sales people to get to know the area and you might leverage out, you know, different online agencies, OTAs, corporate OTAs, all that kind of thing. Instead, um, we do that as well, to be honest. But, you know, and you may be um, really into marketing or you might leverage that out because that's something that we're looking to do so focus on what you love and then it's going to work much better so I find because admin's not my thing it drags me down so we'll go into that in a bit more depth as well and the last thing really is to take a leap of faith with systemization because I really didn't think I was a control freak. I said this before, but it turned out I was. And there's this kind of fear, really, that the business will just fall in a heap and go horribly wrong if you rely on systems and other people to do it. But quite often, I personally am not the best person at all to fulfill all the roles within the business. I'm the best person to do the things I'm good at. And so I think the fear of things um, not working is something that, I found was one thing that stopped me um, wanting to systemize initially. And also the idea that actually I should know if I'm asking somebody else to do it, but that flies in the face of the whole thing of getting experts to do things because you can't also be an architect, a planning consultant and a surveyor, can you? So it's a bit crazy for me to think that way. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. You kind of can get this feeling that if you are asking somebody to do something you need to know how to do it to explain it but actually what's worked really brilliantly is getting people on board who are already doing that so they can train the VAs but I have an overview of what's going on so you know we're all a bit crazy in different ways so it's huge mindset thing I think to take that leap of faith and to realize that without systemization and, and having processes followed, it's always going to be a really small business that's likely to fail because you're not going to be able to scale without systemizing. And reading the e-myth by Michael E. Gerber is a real vital thing to do, I think. But re-listening to it recently has been really good for me because to have separate roles for each part of the business was something that we established after that. And to see which part of the business fitted into each role and the process that each person needed to follow. And that really helped me understand how much was going on in the business. So it was no surprise that I was very busy and, you know, the business just sucks you back in unless you do systemize. So take a leap of faith and follow the process. (laughs) the process of the bigger process of systemizing the way that other successful people have and realize that if you just follow those steps, you know, it's going to work and it's going to create a really good business, a scalable, successful business as well. So let's just go into some of those and well, all of those five points in more detail. So what happens is you have your day plans, you've got meetings, you've got trainings, you've got networking. And so the phone starts ringing and bookings start coming in and guests have requests to do with, I don't know, staying for a certain period because they have insurance claims or something. Something happens that isn't just the norm i.e. messages going out and everything. So how do you manage to focus on the things that you really value doing and that are valuable to your business if you've got this constant need to check messages, send messages, have text dialogue, make sure that somebody's done X, Y, Z because it's not written down anywhere. So all of these things, when it's sort of, hey, you ad hoc day-to-day interruptions. You can't get anywhere with anything and the business really does suck you back into it. And with SA being 24-7, this can happen at any moment. You know, you really need to have things in place that mean that you can step away from your business or you will always be in it and you won't be working on it. You won't be improving it because you can't actually get out of the day-to-day running of it. And I know because it can be really overwhelming because you think, oh right, I've just sorted out these guests. I've got this booking, I've got this payment. Oh yes, we've got their ID. Um has that message gone out? You know, all these different things that are vital because the guest is there and you want the guest to have a really good experience in your property. You've got to make sure that's happening or you don't have a business. That's the thought, right? So sigh, (laughs) you have to work out a way to make sure you don't get sucked back into that. And the only way to do that is to have systems in place, automatic systems as well. It's not just that you can give a task to somebody and then they have to check back with you every five minutes and have as much software automation as possible as well. So we have, we already had for the last year, Or more since we started automatic emails going out to guests. Certain ones have to wait for something to happen, like an event to happen, like payment to take place for the next email to go out, in which case that does rely on a person checking that. But does that person have to be me? No. So all of these tasks can be systemized because you're trying to de skill the role. And that doesn't mean that the people who are Doing the job, don't have skills because actually they're likely to bring great skills to the role that improve it, give them scope to do that. And I'll come back to that in a minute. But the idea is that there isn't, you know, they don't have to be a highly trained person in order to read um, the process or learn the process or know what to do from training. And so you don't have to actually be there instructing them every step of the way, sending them. Paragraph upon paragraph of text, email, etc., because they can see what to do because it's there in front of them on their computer screen. That's so important, and I know because of all the parts of essay, it's sometimes easier to think, "Oh, I'll just do that myself," or "I'll just do this." But actually, if you're sending out a few messages at a time, it can take you half an hour. And a great exercise that I've been doing recently is. Writing down all the time it takes me to do things. And uh, sometimes it's like hardly any, but sometimes it's a really long time. So I don't actually want to be in the business the whole time. I want to be working on the business and improving it. So unless we finish our systemization, that's not going to happen. And we're in the middle of it, which is why I thought it was really good to share this. So the next thing is it's really good to ask people to help you or to work with people who are already doing it successfully. So unless you're, as I said, a real systems person, you've got your processes, you know everything about different apps and you know software that works, if that's really your thing, then go for it. And that's what some of the people who've done in the community who've worked out ways of doing this. And so it's really good to work with them instead of completely originating something from scratch for somebody like me who isn't technical doesn't really enjoy systems just like to get on with things so i'm working with some of the guys in the community who are running the SA intensive so that's david and matt from prestige property and they're awesome and they're guiding myself and some others through this whole program so we got various apps set up we got trello set up we have a whole process and, and guest dashboard and a system there that VAs will be able to use whether they're in the UK or overseas and I know some people are lucky enough to have their families involved willingly so that's all good so wherever your team member is they'll be working from the system so these guys have got the technical know-how and also they're doing it successfully they've got 40 odd units and it's working really well and they don't have to spend all their day doing that anymore. They oversee their business, but they're not in it doing everything anymore. So from my perspective, it's like, brilliant, these guys have done it. I don't have to figure it out. I just have to learn it and do it. So again, I had this thing where I wanted to control it and figure out exactly what the VAs were going to be doing. But actually, I don't really need to know that. I just need to know broadly what they're using. I need to be able to communicate with them and do all the things that, you know, as a property owner and managing the business from a a less involved level. So overseeing it, I can add value that way. So, you know, I can have all the stats at hand. I can make sure that reviews are getting through. So the team, are feeling valued and you know their work's really worthwhile because guests are really happy that kind of thing motivational things different ideas that we're doing new stuff coming on new business all that so more of an inspirational person with the whole vision for the business because that's the thing that I really enjoy this the whole place we're going and what we're doing with our service departments and how they look and everything how they make people feel when they're there that's the kind of thing that I would rather be feeding into the the business and then just monitoring that things are working. And also, uh, these guys are great because we've actually got to the point where we've advertised for a VA in the Philippines, which is great. We're looking for somebody who will work from home. So, an individual who will work and, you know, it will suit uh, their lifestyle. And so we've got over 100 applicants already, and we're going to be screening those to go to the next stage. But literally, I did that two days ago, so that's very exciting. It's amazing. The applications just start pouring in. But the point is that with the guidance of David and Matt, because their experience, I don't have to reinvent that. They're working through it, and we're going to get some great training going, and it'll all start coming together. And in spite of my resistance to systemization, I've got, you know, a guiding light there and inspiration. I know it works because they are doing it successfully, which is awesome. But you don't have to know how to do all this stuff. You really don't have to be the expert. So I'm really happy to do that. And as well in the rest of our business as well, we're linking up all of our finances and making sure we've got a shared place and we're going to be just making sure that we know all of our numbers, so getting KPIs in place. And so we actually know what's happening in all the different areas of our business. And without a system, it takes a huge amount of effort to just collate that once. But if you've got a system, then you've got the ongoing reports. And actually, it's very much my husband's thing as system architect in IT but he's not an SA specialist. And the last thing he wants to do when he's been working on property staff or working for clients is come back and do it again at home. And so it's best to work with people who are already doing that, in my view, in service accommodation and in his view. So that's really good. And so we're going to have a whole business that is very much managed and organized rather than currently I'm quite distracted by the admin side and so work with people who could help you is that point and the next thing is that think about your um, VAs or people who aren't VAs they're working with you in your office and um, I believe um McBain's. So Ian McBain and Ian McBain Senior also have family working with them, which is great. That's really good. And I know David has his um, sister working with him as well as having VAs. So that's awesome. But think about the scope of what the role is and make sure you agree with them what the role involves. So you agree terms and they know what's expected of them. And you know what you need them to do, but it's not a woolly thing. It's all written down because they've got assigned roles, but also think about the fact that you don't have to micromanage them. So if you completely tell somebody exactly what to do word for word, which is what I did to our UK VA in the beginning. So we do have Emma who's awesome and she does mostly in the mornings does our guest messages. I used to actually write out word for word what she needed to say. We do have templates, but in spite of that, I would write down in a separate thing if we had an ad hoc message or if it was like a combination of templates, I'd get really like ridiculous about it. And I must have driven her mad, but she was very patient. But now she knows the whole process. So we've got a whole process in place already, but we're just getting it more streamlines and and outsource now. And so she can look at what's happening on our calendar and know what to send to people. And there are sometimes bespoke messages that people need just because they have an unusual situation or it's not business as usual, as Pete would say, it's something outside the scope of the normal template. So she's perfectly able to send a very nice message to somebody because she knows what needs to be done. And that's great. So that's where you want to be headed. But remember, people work for themselves, they don't work for you. And I was at Canary Wolf PPN and Rob Moore did a QA and he was really strong on that. Don't ever think that people work for you and tell them to do stuff because you said so, because people work for themselves. And if the role that you offer them suits their lifestyle, it has meaning to them, and you're aligned with what's important to them, then they will work for you all the better and they'll be much happier. But I know that, you know, if I was micromanaged by somebody, I'd find it quite irritating because as long as you end up with the same result and your process is followed, but if somebody's got feedback for you where it could be done better or had, had you thought of that, you know, you're actually going to have an improved business. There's no point recruiting people only to do all their work for them. And they're never going to feel like they're doing well enough if you're constantly micromanaging them. And plus, you know, there's no point. (laughs) Do what you enjoy doing. Do something else that you're now freed up to do because you have these people working for you. But I find with our team on the ground, so our um, housekeeping team, and particularly my supervisor, Sarah. She feeds back so much stuff to me and they all do of different ways to do things that are better. And I'm really happy with that because I don't have all the answers. And I think it makes people really feel they're a valued part of the team, which they are. If you listen to them and take on board what's important to them and Different routes to uh, achieving success in your business, especially if you'd quite like them to take on, well, your plan even is to take on a bigger role in your business. So you might need them to do more documentation for you. You might need them to do your operations manual updates because once it's created with all of your systems and processes in it, it is a dynamic thing. It does change, it doesn't always stay the same. So that was number three. So number four, all of this outsourcing will mean that you can focus on what you really love doing and whether that's completely separate from your business or whether it's a part of your business that you currently want to keep doing. So I'm really happy to work out how a property would be set up, the whole vision of how it will look. Love taking on new properties and doing that. And I really like going to business networking events. I've been doing a lot more of that. And I was at Canon UK this morning for a business meeting all about property and construction and commercial property. And there were lots of different people there, as well as asking Canon about their short stay needs because they're really near our apartments. So it's really good to do the things that you enjoy and that you're good at. And those are your income generating tasks as per Rob Moore in Life Leverage and also, you know, they're valuable to you and you enjoy them. So you're going to be doing them better. Whereas, you know, we're gradually getting more systemized, but we're not there yet. So all of these admin tasks, messages, and all these things distract me a lot and pull me back into doing more of that aspect of the business, which honestly, I'm not so good at. And so things tend to be not quite as effective as they need to be. And so When we've got the systems up and running, everything will still need maintaining and working on and overseeing, but the bulk of that kind of work will be Somebody else doing that, and I can focus on things that I'm much better at because you know you, I tend to make mistakes and things I'm not that good at because you don't always find well, I don't always find it's possible to keep my attention on it for long enough. So I'd much rather talk for over half an hour on a podcast sharing stuff with you because when that comes out of my head and I share stuff and help you guys, that allows more mindset, self development, business knowledge back into my head as well. And I really enjoy that. I really love that, helping people and being helped by others, being inspired by others. So that's something else I really love. And I rent my art to our apartments, as I've mentioned before. And so I really love all that aspect as well. So if you're in business to have an income and cash flow, but also to get the the freedom, getting your time back, then that is the key reason for systemizing and outsourcing. So that's so, so important. And the final point is to take a leap of faith and follow the process of these successful people so that you know they've done it before and everything's going to be fine, seriously. Most businesses fail because everyone tries to run them themselves. And it's not physically possible. You just can't. There aren't enough hours in the day and you're going to be less efficient. Your customer service levels aren't going to be as good. The guest experience isn't going to be as good because things will start to go wrong because you can't physically do everything yourself. It's just not feasible. And you're going to start, you know, missing things. The team will start getting annoyed with you. You make more mistakes. And so you can't scale like that. You know, if you're just about coping with where you are, so we've got five apartments, you can't scale until got the systems in place. So I'm quite urgent to take on more properties. (laughs) Excited, I think is the thing. I'm excited to do that, but I know I need all of this happening and starting to really work because it's really exciting to take on new properties, but it's going to just be chaos if we don't get this all in place. And it doesn't mean it's going to be completely smooth the whole time, but certainly it gives you the, the scope to scale your business or just run it at its current level and go off and do something else as well. It really depends what you want to do, but certainly for scalability. And just take that leap of faith, because the fear is that nobody else can do it as well. Well, of course they can. You know, lots of people are much better at all these things than I am, and you're going to have other things you're much better at. So the risk, I guess, is uh, and the leap of faith you're taking is that somebody else with your system might not do the work. But I think you just have to get through that phase. And that is the letting go phase. It's quite cathartic. I think you think, oh, my goodness, it's out there. I was thinking of a boat drifting out to sea. It's just, it's not like that. It's on a course, you've set sail, and it's all going to be fine. So just take a leap of faith, particularly if you're working with guys who are already successfully doing it. So as I mentioned, there's also um, Steve Day and Kevin Britton who outsource and are very experienced at that. And we're looking at doing more of a, a whole business structure for our actual shared places for our business, our other aspects of our business, not just essays. So we're interlocking the whole things so that we've got a rounded set of entities that work really well together but also with the technology that we need so the right apps and the right systems there in place and backups and all those kind of things and so I think you just have to realize that if you stay as you are if you're not systemized things are just going to keep creaking along whereas if you do start systemizing, get those processes in place, then you can just flourish and really let it go. Let people really add value to your business, add value to their work. They start feeling really good. And um, the thing about the VAs, which I can't remember if I mentioned, is that we're looking for an individual VA initially, rather than somebody who works in a company of VAs, because then they can work at home. They can have a, a great quality of life and a career that will help them as well as helping us. So if they want to expand into other parts of our business and helping with more of the back office side, then that's all good for me and good for them as well, because they'll have more to do. And so we build up much more of a team that way. And I know Steve and Kevin, they've actually had one VA who then has recruited and trained more. So she's more like a head VA and that's brilliant because as you expand, you need more people. So, those are the key things. I will go back through those five, but it's just to let you know that it's all possible and we're still alive and it's all happening, even though we're taking that leap. So, first of all, the first thing you'll always have a job if you don't systemize your business. Remember that. And ask those who are already doing it successfully how they're doing it. Get on a training program with them, like I have if you want to do that, but work with them at least, unless you're brilliant at originating all the tech yourself, but don't reinvent the wheel. Number three is think about the people who you're going to be part of your team, the scope of what they do so that they know what to expect, what's expected of them. You have agreements and they can follow your processes, but also feedback to you, improve on them and really work with you as a valuable member. And the fourth thing is to focus on what you love, and that's going to really help you flourish as a person, but help your business flourish as well. And number five is take that leap of faith and especially if you're working with guys who are already successful, just know that you need to let go in order to thrive, otherwise you'll be stuck where you are and things will start going pear-shaped. So make sure you just think, okay, the worst thing that can happen is X, Y, Z and face that worst case scenario, but then actually you can see it's the way you need to go So just take that leap and the universe will catch you and you will be fine. So thanks very much for listening to this episode. It's really good to have you all on board now that the podcast is live and launched. And we do have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. So Facebook page, Service Accommodation Secrets. The group, oddly enough, is Service Accommodation Secrets um, group. So you can ask to be added to the group because I don't just add people. You can't invite, you can invite people to a page, but not a group. So we did have some technical glitches with that, but hopefully they'll be sorted. So we'll go through that and we'll have a great community on there. So do post, comment, ask questions on there. And if you want to um, have a certain subject covered on the podcast, then do let me know. And if you think this will be useful for anyone else, Please feel free to share it as well okay thanks guys till next time sharing the secrets of success